Today's episode of Joystick and Mouse is brought to you by Secret Lab, the absolute best office and gaming chairs you could possibly hope for. I personally have a Secret Lab chair that I use every single day, and I can safely say that my back and my posture thank me for it. It's top quality engineering and design make this a must-have for any gamer out there who wants to sit comfortably and safely. You can check out the amazing lineup of high-quality gaming chairs and desks by heading over to secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Again, that's secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse, video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And in Jay Dimes' place today, because he, I didn't think of a of another term for, for studying. Let's just say that he's at school. Jay Dimes is at school. It's Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey, friends. I'm happy to be here trying my best to fill Jay Dimes' shoes, but the, that's an impossible feat. This giant void. Well, you're filling it nicely, sir. Uh, Steve is a fellow podcaster as well, um, and he does a bunch of live shows here on Twitch, and we're all part of the same community, and I've had him on the Dad Chronicle, and he's wonderful. So thank you, Steve, for, for joining us today. Happy to thank have you. Thank you for having me. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of your stuff that you got going on uh, because you got some fun shows that I enjoy listening to. But before we do that, let's talk about uh, today. Today will make you feel old. We'll talk about a company other than Microsoft trying to take over the world. We uh, diverge a little bit and mention some big hardware news and then look at the, uh, the future a little bit. Now get off my lawn and listen to this episode of Joystick and Mouse, Diddy. Uh, I like how you put get off my lawn. That was one of my favorite parts of reading this summary today. Uh, gentlemen, um, I want to explain to you why I'm sitting on this here, this ice pack. And it has to do with a little medical procedure I got on Friday. It's called a, a vasectomy. It's the right way that you pronounce it. Yes. Vasectomy, right? Bless I me. I think so. When and what is that, Alex? Um, what is a it's, mastectomy? It's when they um, remove the foreskin off of your big toe. And no, they, oh. they, they, they snip the little bits that are connecting your junk and they make it so that you can't reproduce is basically what happens, right? That's the technical term. So I got this thing yeah. done on Friday because we're done having kids. If you listen to the Dad Chronicle, you've heard me talk a lot about how this has been an interesting perspective for me because I grew, you know, all, you know, all this time, uh, these past... I don't know, seven, eight years of me wanting to like, like thinking about being a dad, you know, we, were, we got married and then we were like, yeah, let's have kids working my way up to this point where I wanted to be a dad. And now we're saying I'm done, you know, making babies. And it was kind of a weird uh, position to be in. So I actually talked a lot about it on the Dad Chronicle in all seriousness from a very serious perspective. You can go to the dadchronicle.com, give it a listen, um, because this is something that a lot of men go through and uh, they, they either have a you know, one way or the other, they decide to have kids, not to have kids. And when they decide not to have kids anymore, they go through this procedure. And so I went through this procedure on Friday. I uh, recounted what the experience was like in the latest episode of the Dad Chronicle. It was a very uh, interesting day, but it leaves you a little bit sore down there in the bits, guys. It leaves you a little bit sore, a little bit sore. So I'm sitting Sometimes on this ice pack. It leaves pack. you a lot of sore. Yeah. Um, so far, the, the, uh, the, the, the stitches aren't hurting anymore um but you know just that feeling of like you got 50 pound boulders hanging off of you uh is kind of obnoxious so i'm i'm keeping it iced and supported and that's how you deal with it uh that and also doing a great show like this where i get to hang out with my friends um and like we talked about you know you know like we got a bunch of health stuff so uh diddy what's going on with your brain uh, so i think i've mentioned on here that i get headaches and um fairly significant headaches and i've had a couple of uh a couple of episodes one i fainted Jesus. um another um i uh um just you know feeling off feeling a little bit dizzy and so i went and had an mri done um of my brain um and they then they inject you they do it one way and then they inject you with the the stuff so that they can see the vessels better and I found out that I have uh, basically a very 
early um, version of the equivalent of CTS. What is CTS? Yeah. Um, it's like when you have plaque or buildup in your brain. Oh, wow. Um, and so basically mine is narrowing of the arteries, but it shows up as little white spots. Oh, um, interesting. So, so, so do they, do they clean that out? Like, how do they deal with nope. that? No, uh, you just have to manage it with, uh, um, I think at this point, just diet and, and need to exercise more and, and that kind of thing. Be, be healthier. Wow. Um, that, that's the first time I've ever heard about something like that. So, so yeah, it's got a name of, of, of my new vascular something or other, something or other, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, the long, the long medical terms, if, if, uh, if one of our medical cohorts in the in the group was here, they could probably rattle it off for Dr. us. Doctor Tolbert, if you're listening, you can try. Yes. In. So so um, okay so so what does this mean then? Is this a life threatening condition or what's the what's the dealio? No, I think it makes if you don't take care of it, it can be. Um, I think it makes you more susceptible to stroke. Gotcha. Um, that kind of thing. Um. I think it's basically a narrowing of the very small blood vessels in your in your brain. Which, if it leads to stroke, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Oh, Mrs. Diddy is writing things for me. Micro <laughs> <laughs> microvascular isometric disease. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, isthmic. Sorry. I okay. Her writing's horrible. I just. You know how girls are supposed to have this great handwriting? That's very sexist, but yes. I not her. Not, <laughs> not Mrs. Diddy. No. Mrs. Diddy's handwriting is terrible. <laughs> That's not good. Well I'm the one I'm the one that prints and it's all looks like it was done, you know, on a computer or yeah. something. The block letters. You're, like yep. an, you're an engineer. Block letters. Yeah. Engineer writer. Yeah. Yep. I got you. That that makes total <laughs> sense because that is who you are and that's what you do. And that makes a lot of sense for you as well, Steve. You're a you're an engineer sure. by trade. I am a software guy. It, who has yeah, the better man. handwriting? You or your wife? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Probably my wife, but she's an artist, so she went up to me there. Yeah, that'll yeah. do it. That'll yeah, do it. She's got me. That'll do yeah, it. Definitely. But so is it is it legible or does it just have an artistic flair to it? <laughs> it's it's totally <laughs> legible and it has an artistic flair. So oh, do like that, that makes it nice. For S's kind yeah. of poop, uh, does it does it just kind of poop apart uh, every once in a while? Or? Dude, when we were trying to figure out how she she was trying to figure out how to sign her name, we got married. My last name's Adams, and she's like, "How am I going to write this A? I don't want to do a loop." She figured out how to make it into a star, and like, so it's That's like incredible. this cool star <laughs> at the <laughs> beginning. I'm like, you're such a nerd. I love you. That's the best. Uh, it's awesome. That's yeah. The best. <laughs> uh, well, did he keep us surprised on how you're doing? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it's, it's nothing imminent or anything like that. It's just a, just something you gotta, you know, be manager. aware of. Yeah, yeah. Oatmeal. Hey, you know, yeah. this is this is a good PSA, right? If you uh, if you don't feel good, it, you go get it checked out, like yes. he did. This is yeah, what you do. You don't catch it early you, onset. You don't feel good. Go have go be checked out. That's yeah. why doctors are doctors. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Go Your great grandpa got sick and just rubbed dirt on it and died. You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. You have a choice. Yeah, I choice. mean, if you really wanted to rub dirt on it, like this is America, you could do what you want, but sure. clearly. So you you could, you know, it's up to you. I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but go get it checked. Uh, you know, while I was getting my um, my lower testicles fixed up, you were getting your upper testicles fixed up, Steve. Can you explain to people that what is you mean true. by that? This is a fun health podcast. Yeah, so you got your lower orbs done. I got my upper orbs done. My eyes. Um, oh, I have worn glasses for... Yeah, that's what they're called. Eyeballs. Uh, I've worn glasses since I was 12. I'm 36 now. Um, and I Or glasses, contacts, whatever. And I finally decided to take the plunge and get LASIK uh, surgery. And I had it done Friday. In my word, it's like a whole new universe out there, man. Like, I can see 2015 in my left eye, 2020 in my right eye. Wow. Uh, and this is, I'm only four days post, I had done Friday, so I'm like four days post-surgery. Um, wow, that's dude, incredible. good for you, man. So you barely even know. Farsighted? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see, like, I'm a computer nerd, so I could see about one arm length in front of my face. <laughs> and then it, was, it turned to nothing. Uh, so yeah, I was, I had astigmatism and everything and it, it, man, it was the weirdest surgery. Yeah. 
Weirdest surgery ever. Wow. Um, and you're okay, aware of it, right? Now it's really tempting. Yeah, you're really you're awake for it, and uh, there's like maybe out of the whole thing, the most the worst part's the anticipation, mm. and then the second worst part is they have to put a lot of pressure on your eye to create like the flap that they make to do to open it up to do the lasery part. You can't tell what they're doing. It's just like a weird cloud of lights. Um, I don't like any of what man, you're talking you, about. I, I, don't, I don't like talking about you it just either. But once your you sit up, operated on like. <laughs> Yeah, but I was putting sleep for that. <laughs> this is easy peasy, though. I, my wife told me it's easy, and I was like, "You're a liar!" And man, I'm telling you, it was it was two minutes. It was no, it was ten seconds of actual discomfort and like four minutes of confusion. Uh, and then then I sat up and I could flip and see. Man, that's so uh, weird that people that you sit right up and you're like, "Yeah, no problem." Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's like gr somebody took a grease pencil, you know, and kind of just dragged it across the world but you go home you lay down you sleep your eyes literal hellfire is coming out of them for at least four hours so try to sleep you're not going to be able to you're going to wake up in the middle of it and just cry <laughs> for four hours and then a flip a switch flips and you're not in pain anymore like nothing it's amazing wow. a plus plus uh. would do again despite knowing that I was like runny nose the like eyes were on fire uh I finally did fall back asleep when I woke up I was I mean it was great Easy peasy. Jeez. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It that's is awesome. Cool. And that makes it really stuff. tempting. Because yeah. I hate Give glasses. it a go. Give it a go. Yeah, cool. Diddy and I go are still rocking glasses over here. TV's Travis and Chad just got his snip snip and he's gonna he's thinking about getting LASIK now just to be cool. Like, Do you it. Know. Get all the balls taken care of. Yeah, there you go. Um yeah. wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. My my eyesight isn't bad enough to where like glasses are like kind of a convenience thing for me it's like i need them to the sure. point where like i just need glasses it's not like i'm blind without them but i do notice that if i don't wear my glasses now i think it's getting worse like because yeah i'm starting to my eyes are starting to relax they're starting to realize oh i can get away with this and so i end up taking them off i get a little bit of a headache now um so i i get it i get it yeah yeah see i didn't have glasses until i was about 40 um oh wow yeah and and then yeah but now i can't read anything if oh. I pick it, I can't read it. I can still see, so anything far away, that kind of stuff is fine, but I can't read anything anymore. So, yeah, that's really tempting. Yeah. Because I hate glasses. I hate having them. They're I'll filthy, you, dirty all the time. And that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the chief concern is if you watch any apocalyptic movie, most of the people don't have glasses on. Um, and I, I don't want to be <laughs> the guy who can't hunt deer because I can't flip and see. Hey, that's fair. So now I've got. You know, I've got that taken care of. Sold. All right, I'll go get it tomorrow. <laughs> um, that's funny, man. Well, I'm glad that you uh, came out. We're all uh, unscathed for sure. the most part, you know? For the most that's are. right. We're recovering on a night where we get to sit around, hang out with friends, and talk about video games. And just in that spirit, why don't we queue up the news? Here we go. It's time for the news. So first up on the docket, Epic is now testing a system that will make it easier for developers to self-publish on the Epic Games Store. For users, the new tools mean that the store's library will go grow faster than ever before, the company says. And if you're familiar at all with um, a system like Steam, um, they have a system in place that allows publishers to just, or you know, game developers to just publish stuff on their site. Um, or on their platform. And obviously there's a lot that kind of happens uh, on the back end to still continue to vet and make sure that the content is appropriate. As we've heard a lot on this show and in reality, like, does that happen 100% of the time? No, you know, that's <laughs> something slipped through. Uh, but, you know, in general, they have uh, some systems in place to, uh, to, to check for issues and what they're doing now with epic is they're opening it up for people to do just what they do today in steam and what i i'm interested in in hearing from you guys on is what you guys think about first of all what this means for gaming companies in general and what this is going to do for consumers um because you know just thinking about like the thing about past conversations that we've had on this show, we've talked to a lot of people on this show who have expressed concern 
that there that I don't want all my stuff all over all these different uh platforms like between Epic Games and Steam and the Ubisoft library, EA Play, like all these places where all my games are scattered. I kind of want it centralized. Do you think that a system like this is going to cause more problems in that regard or what are some of the other things that you're looking forward to? Diddy, let's start with you. Well, so actually Epic Epic has done this in the past. They've always had an avenue for indie developers, but it was really arduous. It was yeah, well, horrible. So I'm glad that you brought they that were, up. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were involved. They had to be involved from the very get-go. They had their own stuff that had to be in there. This really opens it up. I think the great thing about this is that it gives some competition to, because basically it's been Steam, and that's where you could publish your indie games and get them out to the masses. I think Epic's big enough that some of the indie developers will look at this and say, hey, there's another avenue. I think I'll, um, I'll go check this out because we know how closed Apple is. App doing anything indie on Apple just wasn't happening because it was having developed an app to try and trying to get it in the Apple store is a major pain in the ass. I mean, it's, it's really hard to get something in the Apple store it's actually hard yet it was hard to get it in the epic store too but they're going to open that up which i think is great because it just gives us another another place for developers to to have a, an avenue to get their stuff out to the people and that's what we want we want more better gooder games yep steve what are your thoughts yep. on on this whole thing you're you're a developer too like what are your yeah, I think, man, I think the more places you can put your stuff, the better. Um, as a consumer, I'm like, oh, great, another place I can get stuff from to scramble all my games to different platforms, you know? And, like, I'm sitting there thinking the only thing I've ever really got on Epic Game Store is the free Epic Games that yeah. they put out every so often. I'm like, <laughs> I go there for the free game of the week or whatever, and then I go right back to Steam. Um, and, I mean, it's fine. It's cool. I think it's I think it's a good opportunity for more developers to get in there and, like like Diddy said, to, to have some competition. Um, but I, I do think about, like, I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about the Steam Deck that I have pre-ordered. And I'm thinking about, like, I really hope that if I get stuff in Epic, it's real easy to launch it on this thing uh, using all the Steam built-in stuff. Uh, but in two, that could just, that's me. That's the way I use my machine. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Ubisoft stuff. I'm not a fan of EA Play. I'm a fan of having my things launchable from Steam. Um, like even Xbox Game Pass games. Like you got to do, you got to jump through hoops to get things into Steam. And yep. I do the same thing with Epic. Mm -hmm. So I, I I don't know that I have the best perspective on it other than I think it's good for devs to be able to put their stuff out there. Um, me as a person I'm just, man, I'm wired up into Steam because I've been there for so long and I don't know how to leave. Yeah, and, and to your point, <laughs> like, you can add non-Steam games to your Steam sure. library by just simply pathing it accordingly in it. That that was that was a, a thing that I realized, like, a few years ago that you've always been able to do, and I had no idea up until, like, a couple mm -hmm. years ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think... a pain in the ass to do, though. It is. It's not, it's not the Steam easiest. it is. Yeah. Um, and the Game Pass games don't work as directly as you want them to because yeah. they're hidden in Microsoft's flipping deep, Yeah, don't dark get me started registry. about them and their stupid directory <laughs> security They say I'm a grumpy old do. man. What? Yeah. So here, oh, yeah. here comes Get my that. plug. Here comes my plug. I'll give somebody right. a plug if, if they do something right. Good Old Games makes a launcher. Oh, yeah. Good Old Games yes. launcher will sync up with your accounts, all your accounts, Epic, Uplay, Steam, all of them, and you can launch any game from their launcher. It's the only one I start nowadays. The only one I have start automatically with my computer is good old games. It's yep. fantastic. It's fun. It's a phenomenal piece of software. Still doesn't work with Xbox because they suck. But <laughs> that's a Microsoft thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they want, they want people to use their uh, their UI and, and because everything is all integrated from a systems perspective for them. They don't want. Yeah, you can launch and install everything from good old games. And it's it's a really nice interface. It was really well done. Mm -hmm. So you, there's my plug. <laughs> and so thinking about Epic uh, and what's going on right now, they have a closed beta open. Uh, they have um, a set of FAQs, and we'll just quickly, you know, touch base on some of the the frequently asked questions. Um, what are they? Uh, 
why are they doing a closed beta? Their goal with the closed beta test is to stress test the tool set and improve with developers feedback while increasing the number of games and apps on the Epic Games Store uh, as the first test towards opening up the store. So, you know, if you have if you if you have applications, if you're listening to this and you want to put it on there, now's a great time to sign up for the closed beta because they'll likely accept you. Um, all developers and publishers can submit their products for consideration in the closed beta. Um, games that are only that are VR only and non-game products are not yet eligible. Just to keep that in mind, uh, you can com- you can participate in the closed beta by uh, signing up in the form found on their website. Uh, you need complete like legal tax and bank ID information for all the compensation pieces that they do on the back end. And for publication, games with multiplayer functionality must support cross-play across all PC storefronts. This is because customers expect to be able to connect with their friends in the same on the same platform, and breaking this expectation leads to poor customer experience. Uh, you are free to use any solution for cross-play for uh, your own solution, the free Epic Online services, or any third-party system. Pro- um, things that are prohibited pretty uh, standard stuff to what you know things like steam do today hate for discriminatory discriminatory content excuse me pornography illegal content content that infringes on intellectual property scams frauds deceptive practices etc like fake games uh, which we've seen a bit of so um yeah it's i I think that they're setting themselves up in the right way I, i think that this could be good for epic i just don't know how it's going to be like i don't know like are people going to it it like flocks move to something like epic if they are already so invested in something like steam i i don't know that that's enough i i don't know if that's enough here's where it'll be enough if it's 50 bucks instead of like 60 dollars it's a hundred dollars to do it on steam Oh, 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 you're talking about the $100. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good point. There's it's a, there's bucks. a price associated with or, this too, yeah. or if they do it at like, you know, we get 5% of sales or something like that and let you publish for free. I could see that being a better avenue for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And Epic's rolling in money. Yes, Epic has more money than they know money. what to do with. Like Valve's like, we make Steam now. That's our job. But Epic's just yeah. like fortnite it up you know and they're just thinking of every which way to get an edge on everybody um and they can do it they can afford it if you can fight apple you know which is another story you got you mm-hmm. got the coffers yeah you can do it yep do whatever yep. you want just for fun it was and, yeah, and fun. That, that, the thing with apple was they didn't expect to win they just did it no. for fun it was sure. you know like hey let's let's try this and see how it goes Isn't that crazy <laughs> yeah well uh diddy why don't we queue up the next conversation around intel all right intel is branding its upcoming consumer gpus as intel arc the new arc brand will cover both the hardware and software powering intel's high-end discrete gpus as well as multiple hardware generations the first of those known as the dg2 is expected to arrive in in the form of codename alchemist in q1 2022 so as gamers, why do we care? Because we so so much for the AMD Nvidia wars. Now it's the Intel AMD Nvidia wars. <laughs> um, I think having another um, uh, manufacturer of high-end graphics cards can't do anything but be good for the industry. I, I mean it's all about innovation and you know those amd and nvidia have been fighting it out for so long and it you know turns into this pissing match over you know you know half a frame a second you know when you're talking about 250 frames nobody cares at that point no it doesn't matter so i i'm hoping to see some real innovation from them i expect to see it link with their processors real soon and for people to get some special performance uh, stuff out of them. Um, but I think it can't be anything other than being good for the industry. Right. They have a third. And it might, might you know, help out with some of the shortages we've seen. Yep. Yeah. It's all about who's got the flops. Yep. Got them teraflops. 
hook me up. Well, and yeah. and here's the thing, right? So if you <laughs> buy an AMD processor and an AMD um, graphics card, you get a boost, right? Because they've got that channel, you yeah. know, the the, the channel band. Yeah, whatever it's called. I, I think, forget. I think that's what it's called. Um, Nvidia doesn't have that. They have it with a with the monitor people because they have G-Sync, which if you aren't using G-Sync, I'll, I'll, game changer. Man, it's gorgeous. Anyways, um, I can see Intel doing something with that with their processors and and their graphics cards for sure. Yeah, Steve, you're uh you're a fairly technical guy. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, like, are they going to make graphics cards you can buy? Because um, if, if that's the case, then I don't even care. Like, make them. Ship them. Yes. Let's do yeah. this. Well, Let me pay you money for new graphics cards because it ain't they they're they're not out there right now. Well, here's um, the, here's the, the other thing that, that I think this will help with is that a lot of times you'll get a lower end computer. I, I, I don't think this helps the high end. I don't think this this sure. doesn't help me it, or you know, the guys buying the, you know, the, the TI series founders cards. This helps the laptop that has integrated graphics. Now you're going to get a higher end GPU integrated into that processor, I think. And I, I think that's where this is really going to help is at the lower end. The low and, I, and mid people are really going to benefit from this the most. I agree with that completely. I think that's that's the name of the game. Like, when's the last time y'all heard something great about Intel come out of anyone? Um, it's all been <laughs> AMD. It's all been NVIDIA. When you can buy an NVIDIA card, they're great. When yep. you can get an AMD card that pairs with the AMD product, it's great. And everybody's just like, Intel who? Like, are they still doing stuff? Um, I think this is probably Intel's attempt to, like, become the thing that's talked about again. Because no one cares. We're like, everything's so GPU-bound, like, everything I want to do some mining want to do some video editing everything's learning to take advantage of gpus to make all that stuff happen and nvidia is like we still make processors look at us i'm i'm hoping that i mean i want them to stay afloat intel's been a staple of computers since i started computing and before yeah. you know i don't want them to go anywhere and i don't think they ever will um but i, th I think yeah i think you're right i think it's all about getting the gpu on the same die as the cpu in in laptops mobile computing and in other areas where intel wants to branch out get the graphics better everyone starts paying attention um yeah so maybe that's what's going to happen i really like i really like the direction I, I think that their ability to deliver better um consumer grade as they kept saying like graphics potential i think offers a lot for the market and like steve was talking about like if we can get if we can pump out more next generation graphics cards out there great the big test is going to be two things in my mind one what's the performance you know what are the benchmarks going to look like compared to something like an amd or an nvidia i have very high expectations if they use similar architecture to what amd does and like what we were talking about if they can leverage the sheer power coming out of some of their intel cpus like that that's badass like that's great and certainly you know certain motherboards are going to have to be created and and that that's going to have to like be manufactured but if that if that potential comes out of something like this that's goodness as a consumer so that's one the other thing that's going to matter a lot is cost uh right now gpus are super expensive for a couple reasons one they're they're in demand uh because of high-end gaming requirements another requirement is you know like all the the mining that people do with their with their rigs so which is being kind of hammered down as far as nvidia is concerned they're they're manufacturing cards that aren't as effective in that regard um but nonetheless there there's going to be a price gap that we're going to need to look at i think that they need to position themselves you know to kind of cover that gamut that that people criticize a lot with nvidia especially where they're super expensive they're really good graphics cards but if they can fill a niche where they they have some really solid kind of mid-tier cheaper options as far as graphics are concerned that'd be badass like that's such goodness <laughs> for people who want to uh who want to build their own computer may may need to do it on a budget but that also doesn't necessarily say that Intel has has to do that mid-tier because if they can create a really high-end graphics card that also leverages the Intel's, you know, like the the i9, like if you have a core, like an i9 
in in your computer where you can leverage that power along with the power that is coming from your graphics card to you know do make make these games perform even better than than they do today like that's just magic man like that's such a good place to be so those are that's kind of where i see things going um i don't know i don't know i'm glad they think about i like the name too consoles at least the name it's at least a good name Arc, cool name Arc tele Arc technology good name good job yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's very good something lame yeah steve what were you saying consoles i was i was gonna ask about cons future consoles like yeah. if they can get their their graphics and and um cpu working together i mean consoles have been going amd for a while dude i know um yeah that yeah. could be a that could be a game changer if they switch up next, next xbox or playstation or atari whatever yeah. <laughs> decides it's going to use yeah. intel chips <laughs> i mean that's that's a big thing to say at a, would at be, a yeah. sales or sure. at a uh, stock or uh, earnings call hey we just partnered with flipping xbox I mean, that'd be a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, that'd like... a huge deal, especially with uh, one of the big three, right? Right. You could get it with... Um, uh, with um, well, then, yeah, you know, yeah. actually, that makes me think. Um, it, if the Switch could do better graphics, if they could, you know... I mean, they use their own processor. I, they're using, what, an ARM processor? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think so. Uh, they, no, no, they use... Um, a they NVIDIA, NVIDIA custom Tegra processor. Oh, okay. Using the Tegra. All right. Yeah. Um, but it's like but a yeah. custom built one for the Switch. But yeah, I thought, so I thought Intel some... could get in on the, on uh, a handheld device like that. Yeah, like that'd be pretty rad. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is this is goodness for for us. Add another competitor, somebody with some good like clout on the street. I think that that's that's goodness. Yeah. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Awesome. Speaking of Nintendo, yeah. Steve, uh, why don't you queue up our yeah. next uh, topic here? Yeah, yeah. So you guys want to feel real old real quick? No. Uh, yeah, this is yeah, a trend going around on the internet, uh, getting old fast. 30 years ago, man, the Super Nintendo uh, was launched. And uh, that's, hey, man, that is a console I remember fondly. And uh, I think it's worth reliving some of those memories. Um, I, when, when, Where were you, Alex, when you first... I'm assuming you had a Super Nintendo. I did. Where what was it? Where were you? What oh, was it? Man. Tell me the story. You know, I didn't even own it. It was my uncle's, and we would go over to his house, and uh, he would have a few games sitting there. Uh, one of which was Street Fighter. Um, oh man! And this was the actually like one of the first consoles I ever really took seriously, by the way, because I was so young. Um, when like the original Nintendo came out, I didn't even it didn't even really phase me. Uh, but when I really got my hands on a Super Nintendo and I started playing, street, what was it? Street Fighter Two. Yeah, that was on there. That was on no. there, right? It was Street Fighter Two. Yeah. Yes, and then Super Mario World. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, what, what was another one that that I would play a lot of? Oh, that Kick-Ass Aladdin game for the oh, Super yeah, Nintendo man. Pro. Oh my gosh! Yes, that uh, that that, that lava King. fight where you're where you're uh, flying sideways and you're trying to dodge the, the boulders and shit. My sister had to had to have me do it for her because she couldn't do it. Uh, what was the racing game? F Zero. Oh yeah, F-Zero. that was it. I played the hell out of that. That was the game F-Zero. that I played on it. Yeah, all day. So, all what, day. Steve, what is your what is your like? ideal memory the, of the, Super the thing that sticks out to me is trying to talk my mom into getting it for me for christmas like <laughs> sitting there like i was in a, i had a nintendo power like as soon as i could read i was reading nintendo power and reading all about the new super nintendo and i, I told my mom i was like we gotta get the super nintendo and i remember showing her pictures and she's like i don't understand it just looks like prettier colors and I'm like, but new <laughs> games are going to come on it that you can't play on this other one. It's like talking to and I ended up getting one uh and it was just I mean, I, I still believe it was probably the best system I've ever owned in terms of library. Because this was at a time where there really wasn't a competitor. I mean, Genesis was there, but it took them a little while to get going. Yep. And even yeah. after that, you had you had most games were being released on both anyway in a lot of a lot of cases. So and Super Nintendo just had such a vast library, man. Like you were F Zero, Donkey Kong Country flipping blew my mind. Donkey I had, Kong I had was a, great. It was great, and I had the VHS tape of behind the scenes of, like, how Mm -hmm. they made it. They sent it to me in in Nintendo Power, 
and I was mystified. They were talking about how they added more RAM to it. I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew, oh, it's this new stuff. <laughs> uh, like, I wanted to be one of those Nintendo game masters when I saw them talking to those guys in the in the place talking about Donkey Kong and how they were learning all the bits and pieces of it. I mean, like that that thing. I probably poured more hours into that than any other console I've ever owned, just by I... virtue of being young. Um, like I was seven when i got it i think so like that was just the prime age to get home at three and play whatever yeah. <laughs> forever you know um i i just yeah, came up so with, a, with a topic for a future show what's that <laughs> i well uh, which, no spoilers yeah <laughs> i actually have have an impromptu quiz for you guys okay and chat oh, i want boy, you guys man. to chime in too without looking it up okay honor system Give me the top ten uh selling most selling most sold games for the Super Nintendo. Oh my god. Oh boy. Well oh boy. those those ones we just mentioned had to be on there. F Zero and Donkey Kong Country and F Zero's not top Fighter. ten. Really? Really? Wow. Believe it or not, it is not top ten. That's amazing. Donkey Super Kong, Metroid. Donkey Kong Country is number three. Okay, okay so you got one of them. It's a bar. And then, and then, uh, what, what was the one that you just said? Oh, it's no Super Zelda Metroid. Game. Metroid, yeah, yeah. Not top ten. Metroid's not top. What uh, is? By the way, oh that blew God. my mind too. That blew my mind. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, okay, um, I saw oh, Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart. Yeah. Okay, Mario, Mario Kart. Kart is number four. Okay, jeez. Uh, um, Super Star Wars or Super Empire oh, Strikes man, Back. Man, was any so of was, those? Nope. None, was, of the, none of the Star Wars ones. So was Star. Fox was that then? That is that number ten. Star Fox that was is number big, ten. That was oh number gosh. ten. Wow. Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Good one. Thank you. Yep. TV that Travis. is number seven. That's a good one. Um, Mister um, B says Mario Kart. We got that one. Mario Brothers. Um. I mean, is it Super Mario World ish? If you um, want to say Super Mario World, that is number one. That's weird because it's like a package for Nintendo. That, yeah, that Mario yeah, World Super was... Mario World, yeah. And then and then uh Street Fighter 2 is number 5. Mortal See, Kombat. It's not on top 10. Not on there. No. Wow. Uh LOZ, like uh Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah, you got that one. Pilot Wings chat says uh not on top 10. So we've Great got game, so we've got number 1. You guys haven't gotten number 2. Yeah, what Yoshi story? You, you guys, uh, Mario World two. I I remember this. I remember number two a lot, but because I played the hell out of it. But you guys might not be thinking of it. So definitely not. When of this it. came out, my kids were babies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really young. So there wasn't a lot of gameplay time. So number two, not a lot of money back then. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Number two, Super expensive. Mario All Stars. You remember that version oh, of it? Oh, I love yeah. that, that was game. Freaking good. Oh, Super Mario RPG. Is it on there? Not top 10. It's oh, Super geez. Mario RPG is number 19. So, number 1 Super Mario World, number 2 Super Mario All-Stars, number 3 Donkey Kong Country, number 4 Super Mario Kart, number 5 Street Fighter 2. Now, number 6 is uh your namesake Diddy. Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. No. Diddy Kong's well, Quest. Oh yeah. Different Diddy, I know, but and then we that got still a good one. number seven, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Number eight, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. Which was great. And then number that nine is, is Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. If you remember that version of the game, I hated that version of the game. I know. How does that, that count? That should be it's, not it's a, that should that was like the tournament version or whatever people would always play. And then number ten, Meh. Star Fox. So some other shout-outs. We have Final Fantasy uh, 4, which is number 12. I'm sorry, Final Fantasy 6, which is number 12. Final Fantasy 5, which is number 17. Chrono Trigger, number 20. Such a good game. Somebody in chat good. mentioned Mario Paint. That's number 18. Killer Instinct is tied with Dragon Quest 6 for number 13. Some some real top, top titles, man. I'm telling you. Telling you. I forgot you. about Killer Instinct. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Hmm. Uh yeah, that's a uh, good memories, man. Castlevania yeah, chat is asking. Uh, Castlevania is not even in the top fifty. 
believe it or uh, wow. not. Wow. That's so weird. Like, Metroid and Castlevania, not in there. It just goes to show, I guess, that's more niche than, uh, than we realize. Super Metroid yeah. is number 33. So, guess how much money Super Mario World made. Oh, geez, at that time? In yep. today's oh. money or then money? <laughs> uh, I actually don't know how it was put, but just the number I'm seeing here. I don't know what a big number is for that time. Yeah, like like, like what six one and million. a half million? No way! I up, have no idea. Way up twenty point six million. That oh, seems like a lot bucks. of money for them. And then number Crap. two, which is Super Mario All Stars, huge jump down to ten point five million. My word! Isn't that crazy? Was, wasn't Super that's... Mario World packaged with the system at it was, the time? Did it, they still it, do that? It was packaged at the system at, with the system at one point. Yeah. Okay, so then but, but so was so was but uh so just to put it in perspective, they also packaged like a lot of like the top ten were packaged with it to be fair, but they were also like Killer Instinct was packaged with it, but it wasn't in the top ten. F Zero was packaged with it, not in the top ten. Mario Paint, say, yeah, Kirby Superstar, a bunch of them were were packaged with it, but still didn't end up in top. When 10. I finally bought one, I bought it with F Zero in it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. No, no, that's yeah. that's sales. That's units sold. No, you're right. You're right. Still, though. I mean, it's still a gigantic yeah. number. Crazy. Isn't that crazy, dude? 20.6 million units. Yeah. Man, that's that's and, big in early that's 90s even worse. dollars. That's 20.6 million units. Units. So, so if it's each one costs 40 bucks. Gosh. $50 was a lot in the early 90s, y'all. It, was, it wasn't even like, 50. It was, it was like 40, I think. 40. Was it still? Back was it 40? Either Games way. 40 then. Yeah. yeah. Need an inflation chart for that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, of uh, of Metroid, this is a good uh, segue into our next topic here. Um, so, you know, as we all know, because of the pandemic, um, some of the game titles we've been looking forward to have been pushed to next year and beyond. And that doesn't mean, although that, uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, that doesn't mean all though. So, he, what did he? What are you writing? Uh, so that doesn't mean all. That doesn't mean all, though, comma. So here's where it's missing. What's up uh, with the rest of the year? What do we have to look forward to, friends? There's actually quite a bit that we can look forward to this year, and uh, we wanted to talk about some of that. So let's talk about some of the, the most exciting games for autumn of 2021. Can you guys believe it's almost autumn? I can feel it's the ridiculous. pumpkin spice in my it's veins. almost the end of August. I know. Is it pumpkin spice time? I forgot oh you're a brother God. of the spice. I'm, I'm so spice. ready. Bro, my yes. Uggs are, are, are ready to go. I've pressed my yoga pants for when my testicles get better. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> all over that pumpkin spice. Uh, uh, let, so, uh, first of all, Lake. Oh I, this is a game that I've heard of. Um, wait, 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 wait. Yes. If you guys have had the pumpkin spice Oreos. Oh, my oh, God. No. They're amazing. Oh, stop. They Stop are it. freaking amazing. <laughs> They're really good. Wow. I'm going to die. That sounds like two of the things that will put me in the grave uh, at the same time. TV Travis ah. says, when I vaped, I totally did pumpkin spice juice this time. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so gross. Mm. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, let's talk about the games that we're looking forward to this autumn. Lake is one of them, uh, an indie game set in a beautiful lake town with a small cast of locals driving around and delivering mail in the 1980s. In 1980s, Oregon is not exactly the usual video game fantasy, but this looks like a calming, intriguing tale about a woman temporarily escaping urban life to revisit her roots, which I think sounds rad. Life is Strange, True Colors. This is one that's on the top of my list. I love the Life is Strange games. Do you guys play any of those? I haven't. They are right up my alley, but I've never touched them, and I don't know what's wrong with me. You need, need to get it together. You know what else we yeah. need to get together? WarioWare, get it together. Uh, that's a that was a, a solid, smooth transition. So good. Call it out too. It wasn't oh, bad. Do it. Uh, that is one of my favorite games of all time. Is WarioWare for the Wii? Y'all remember that? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. played the mess out of that. <sighs> my God. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be wonderful lots of fun uh i have a feeling we're gonna do some some live streams of that i think i'm gonna get diddy and jay dimes over here and we're gonna do some silly live streams of us all moving to that thing it's gonna be fun death loop this is one i have zero interest in um an, an assassin is stuck in an eternal cycle of trying to kill his target in this time traveling art deco shooting game a violent puzzle box that asks you to use a creative selection of weapons uh, all while the other assassins trying to hunt you down too. This reminds me a lot of this um, twelve-minute game, which I was gonna re uh, review 
if I wasn't going to let you review something today, Steve, because did you get to play 12 minutes? I'm, I've got it on the list. Me and my wife are going to sit down and play it. I just haven't yet, um, okay. but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's super cool until it becomes super repetitive, and uh, sure. that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, Fair I, enough. I tweeted about it. I don't want us to talk about it here in front of Steve because it's worth playing. It's worth playing. Um, Far Cry 6. Giancarlo Esposito, a.k.a. the Chicken Man from uh, from that, that one show with a bald Malcolm in the Middle dead. Uh, fuck, what's it called? <laughs> Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. There we go. Uh, it says Breaking Bad right here in the text. God damn it, Alex. Uh, you know, I have never watched that. Read I've the never, copy. Oh, never good, watched it Breaking Bad. You good. never did? That's past episode no, three. I, I, I got through like the first couple of episodes and just couldn't do anymore. And Push. everybody has told me, you got to get through the first season. Yep. And once you get through the first season, it's really good. I yep. just couldn't do it. One of the best It'll shows. It'll get its hooks in you. Yeah, it, it, I binge watched the hell out of it starting season two i was like okay i'm in and i just crushed it you, you'd it like it break when you get television there. it will break all other television for you because nothing will be the quality that you expect it to be and all normal procedural 24 episode seasons will feel like too much and you don't know if you can watch them anymore yes agreed it, it, it breaks <laughs> tv for you it does breaks it. well the problem is everything gets compared to mash and mash was just the greatest ever sure yeah, yeah man that's fair that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Metroid Dread <laughs> game and uh it's the first 2D Metroid game in almost 20 years with a little bit of a creepy sci-fi vibe. We talked about it a few episodes ago. This is one that uh, has got a lot of people excited. Steve, are you a big Metroid guy? I'm not, but this game makes me want to be one. I'm exactly uh, in the same boat. Yeah. Big time. Big yep. time. Battlefield 2042, a lot of the Call of Duty bros want this game instead of Call of Duty. Uh, so I think that this is going to be a big hit. I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, I can be a Call of Duty bro when I want to. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's another game that's going to come out uh, later this year, October 22nd. Solar Ash, a chromatic abstract sci-fi game that has you surfing through sand and clouds and climbing the bodies of titanic alien creatures from the makers of 2016's Hyper Light Drifter, if you guys remember that game. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, this is going to be another game coming out October. Forza Horizon 5. By the way, I started playing Forza Horizon 4. Um, I don't know why nobody has been telling me to play this game. We've been telling Good. you for two years to play this game. I have never heard you once say that, Diddy. Jay Dimes and I have told you repeatedly to play Forza. <laughs> I thought of you guys as soon as I launched it. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> two years. Two years of these, of these guys beating me up about it and finally i i tried it and i get it i get Wars it this is great it's great it's a lot of fun so number five is coming out uh november 9th and finally uh release date to be t uh determined here because i don't think it's actually been officially like they put an official Ain't date things. on it Halo they said november they said, said yeah november. they said november but it's like what day in november it's gonna be halo infinite and not the entire game by the way what we've learned recently is that Halo Infinite, the co-op version of the game, is not going to be released. Um, no, uh, I think I think you can play co-op, but not split screen. Not split screen in the same. My understanding is that there was no co-op. No co-op. No, I, th I, you know, I thought it was That's the same console split screen that they weren't going to put in. They allow uh, split screen. Uh, Audi, uh, Audi, who's on uh, the last episode, says. Let's oh, consult the judges. Yeah. Chat room? Chat room? What's the verdict? What's the verdict? <laughs> Audi, Audi knows. Let's go to the videotape. No. <laughs> Take a tape. Either way, though, that, that that's, that's kind of pissing some people off. Uh, Whatever the story is. Okay. So. We, but, but split screen, good... no co-op. Yeah, I think split Yeah, exactly. The no co-op. So, okay. All right, guys. We have still some games to look forward to over the past couple of episodes, though. We've talked about how, like, there's still not like a whole lot of games that have been out this year as compared to last year last year was a little bit nuts but granted you all we also had a, a pandemic does this sate your appetite for for video games steve let's talk with let's talk to you first i i have so little time to play what i even get now that this is totally acceptable this is the perfect <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking at lake i i was like ooh, you're a postman that looks pretty good doesn't it 
I'm like, this is right up, because I'm a Stardew Valley, like, chill game human. Like, that's just what I do. And I was like, oh, man, I get to be a, a postal worker in the 1980s wandering around a peaceful town? Yes, sign me up. Uh, so that's on my list all of a sudden. And Deathloop, I'm excited about, but only because of the aesthetic. I don't really like, I'm not a first-person shooter guy. I'm more of an adventure game slash platformer slash very narrative uh, it takes a real strong narrative story to pull me into a FPS. Like yeah. we're talking Bioshock Infinite level um, good story. Uh, and maybe this will do it. I don't know. I'm not chomping at the bit for it. But Lake, Lake is has my name written on it and I, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Diddy? So I, I think that most people would think that I'm I'm very excited for Halo Infinite, which I am. But I think I might surprise you and and. I cannot wait for Far Cry 6. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really too. looking forward to it. Yeah. It, the story looks really good, and I just finished four. Wait, did you just finish? Oh. Wait, wait, four or five? Four. I just finished four, and I just started five. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So after five, there's like another game. And yes. I'm, I just started that, but if you want to do a co op uh, when you're done, let me know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's what's a, that called? Primal. Far Cry no, Primal. No, 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 no. I'm not thinking of Primal. I'm thinking of I played new, Primal. New, new, new Dawn. Oh, New Dawn, right. Yep. There's yeah, another name takes, between, too. Yeah, because New Dawn takes place right after the events of number five. Number five is great, by the way. People kind of shit on it because it had some, like, kind of day one bugs. And, and to be fair, those day one bugs lasted, like, oh. a long time. But it, it turned out to be a fun game. I really liked it. So Steve day, was talking about one. Yeah. FPSs that have a great story. Far Cry is an FPS with a great story. <sighs> really good. Yeah. I've been curious, but I haven't been curious enough yet. I, I had Ubisoft uh, Plus or whatever the crap that subscription service is called, and yep. I, I almost downloaded it, but we rebudgeted, and I tossed that because I wasn't using it. Maybe this will be an excuse to pick it back up. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to... Um, well, the Life is Strange is is definitely on my list. Uh, WarioWare is pretty much up there for me as like one of my mm -hmm. top games that I'm really looking forward to. That comes out September 10th. Uh, for Far I'll Cry, I'll definitely pick up Battlefield too. Battlefield yeah. looks good. Yeah, it does. Uh, Far Cry October 6th. Uh, by the way, Lake uh, comes out on the first of September, so you have something to look forward to here in a few days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, very good. Well, we want to, uh, let's talk about this, uh, full stream ahead news, Diddy. Hold on. Wait, this, there's that noise, Diddy. What do you got around this, uh, 10 cent news? All right. With mobile and PC games now established as staples of the gaming community around the world, cross-platform gamers now expect a higher quality and more flexible gaming experience. 10 cent cloud, Chinese company owns everything. Uh, this week announced its support to one store, one of the largest local Android application malls in South Korea, to take mobile games to to take mobile games to game emulator platform Game Loop, so players in Korea get all that geographic going and stuff going on there um, can play mobile games on their PCs with more functions and improvements on their gaming experience. This is freaking huge yeah i i i when i read this i was like this is this is breaking the fourth wall huge this is i can launch everybody in the world can now launch um uh candy crush and candy crush saga in their browser and play it on their PC. Exactly what I, I want. Yes, to do. I know you. No, I know. I know you can already do that. But you can pick up your game from anywhere and play it on any device that you have, no matter what. This is a huge, huge deal because actually, mobile gaming makes more money than the rest of gaming put together. Consoles and PCs. Mobile gaming makes more money That's than crazy. all of them. In all of them all those microtransactions um, dude so, so the largest oh, game the largest game uh monetarily in the world is candy crush it is it is the biggest money maker in the world that's king it, right that's a that's uh activision it, and blizzard. it's made by a game it's activision blizzard it's made by king um it 
dwarfs Fortnite. It's not even close. <laughs> and, I mean, you're, you're, it's the, you're the, when you're sitting on a mobile game, you're the, the person at the slot machines in Vegas with your credit card jammed in it, just hitting the button over and over. Like, yeah. you don't have to go find your wallet. Yes. You just and and buy now it. <laughs> iOS makes it so simple. It's hooked up to Apple Pay. You just never, you never even see it. Yeah. Did you want to do yeah. that? Yep. I was me. I'm in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, this is a huge deal that you can run an emulator on your PC and play your Android game there. I, I mean, that's just, I, this is going to open up the market to so many more people. Yeah. And, and you don't need a high end PC. It's all running in the cloud. It's just, you know, all the horsepower is up there. This was the breakthrough that they sort of needed to bring this to the masses because you don't need a lot of bandwidth. You're not, you know, playing a triple A title. You're just playing your game from your phone when you sat down at your PC. Pretty incredible. Do, do you think, do you think though that like this is really for a certain set of games? Like I feel like Candy Crush is a good example of like a game you could play, but like how often are you sitting without your phone? And when a mouse and keyboard would be a better interface. Like, it feels like this is more for those games that use touch controls that suck. Like, you know, like your RPGs and your platformers where a little bit more fine-tuned control might be better. I think that's exactly I actually think it, it might go the other way. Really? You think? I have this game. I have The Sims on sure. my... I have The Sims running, right? And I play it on my PC. And I'm out my phone and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I got to go you know, send my people to work or, you know, do whatever with them. I can log into the Sims, do it there, and then come back and do it again, you know, finish it on my PC. And I have the Android version. You know, that's... So you can just... Yep. Everything save state everywhere you go. That's right. a cool... I mean, that's a cool implementation. I'll, I'll, I'm down, man. Let's go. Just put my thumbprint reader into my computer so I can pay quickly. And give them more of my money. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's exactly what we're seeing with uh, a lot of the basics of what Microsoft is doing with their xCloud, where you can go from, no matter, like, if you're on your PC or Xbox or streaming to my phone from my Xbox, like, you could do whatever you want and, and your save game follows you wherever you are. But rather, it's now opening it up to that entire market of mobile games that are that are huge for a lot of people not for me but i know that a lot of people love it so We're i just think it op opens game. up the market to so many more people yeah 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 it does yeah well very cool that if you want to talk about uh or if you want to write in and talk to us about anything that you heard during the news today you can email joystickamouse at gmail.com but before we go we have a video game review yes and the reviews were so mixed i'm surprised steve tell us what you brought today I played Call of the Sea. It's available on Xbox Game Pass, PC, Xbox, because those are both Game Pass things, but you can also just buy it. Um, it's a fantastic little game where you play a um, wife whose husband has gone missing on an excursion to try to find a, a cure for a disease that she's she's been afflicted with. And she chases him down across the ocean to a little island off the coast of Tahiti. And you basically have to solve a whole bunch of puzzles and work your way to finding out what happened to him. Where is he? You're looking for him. And also find out things about yourself along the way. Um, the best comparison I had for it was really like Mist with voiceover. Um, it had, I don't know, did you guys ever play The Witness? Um, it was like a puzzle game, also very Mist-like. No, uh, but I'm very familiar ago. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So The Witness was... Yeah, it has that graphical aesthetic, a very kind of everything's a little smoother than it should be. It's not meant to be photorealistic, um, but you're you're kind of walking around this island finding puzzles that you have to solve. How do I open this gate to get to this new place? It's like an escape uh, room on an island. Yes, and it, the, the reason I, it makes me think of Mist so much is that Mist would often give you these little pieces of the answer to a puzzle, like either a slip of paper, a symbol on the wall, um, a little book, a thing... And you would have to kind of use your detective prowess to work out what they were trying to tell you uh, to solve it. And this one is one of those games where that ramps up as you go. Like, you'll feel like a flipping genius with the first one. And then the second one, you're like, I'm so smart. Uh, but then eventually you start hitting walls, or at least I did, and was like, I'm stupid. I don't know what they're trying to tell me. Yeah. And I don't know how to get through this. 
and I'm too old. I'm going to get a walkthrough because I ain't got time for this. <laughs> um, and I did hit that wall a few times. I hit, I, I, I hit it where I was just like, I don't know. I don't. I know I have all the pieces, but I have no idea what it's trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah, you're like it's like you're going through the crypto quotes in the newspaper on Sunday. Just like I feel like I have enough, but I can't make the connection. But that's not to say the puzzles are bad. The puzzles are very good. Um, they're just very meant for people with a little more time and a little more like I am a puzzle solver and I'm going to spend my time staring at this for the next thirty minutes until I, a solution occurs to me. Um. But I mean, if, if you're if you're into chill games, if you're into strong narrative, really good story, the voice acting is impeccable. Like the lady who does the voice acting is just She's so good. You feel the emotion in it. She's so good. It gets so weird in the best ways um, as as you go through this journey with her. Uh, and I mean, it's it's not one of those like there's multiple paths or whatever. But the the conclusion allows you multiple choices, and it's it's just. Um, I don't, not to spoil anything, but it's, it's truly one of those, those games that you play that has more to say than just let's solve the puzzles and get through a game. It's got a, it's got a deep, uh, storyline to it that kind of really, really got me, really got me right there in the soul, uh, at, toward, towards the end. Um, but Alex, you, you said you were, you had played it, right? I did. did yeah. Out I, the same way? I hit, um, I hit a similar wall like you're talking about and I just frankly never went back to play, uh, and, and try to beat it. But I, I love the journey, um, to th through it. And I love the story that I was telling and the relationship between the husband and the wife and everything that was kind of being alluded to around her disease and everything. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big puzzle nut like like escape room nut more so i the thing that i like mostly about escape rooms is the ambiance and the setting and the context in which you're there my sure. um the the puzzles come very close second because i really enjoy puzzles when they're challenging and approachable all at the same time and i feel like this game does a really good job of that i have a friend uh tuto timmy who's been on the show and who, who has uh joined me on some 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 streams and you're probably familiar with them if you've been listening to enough of my content but he owns an escape room here in the area and um you know this is one that whenever i come across a good puzzle game that like i want him to play i immediately tell him about it and this was one of those and so yeah. i i thoroughly enjoyed my time playing this game it makes me want to go back and finish it um I'm at a point where I'm on top. This is going to be totally nondescript because this is the entire game. But like you're on top of a ruin and you've got these celestial, uh, you know, uh, symbols that you have to try to, you know, connect. And there's some kind of way to connect them all. But I haven't quite found out exactly how. So I'm about to look it up. Um, oh, you're nearly there then. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just, from what just I understand, throw in the I'm, towel. I'm just I'm I'm basically at the end of it is basically what yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I just need to finish it. Um, but yeah, very, very much enjoy it. If you have game pass, especially, and you enjoy very story driven games, this is a no brainer. Oh, you have yeah. to try this on game pass yeah. on game pass. Dude. Yep. No reason not yep, to play yep. it then. Yeah. There you game go. Play. That's I right. would, I would, if I had to pay for it, I probably, I would call this a 15 to $20 yeah. game. Mm -hmm. uh, that's about the max I would be willing to play for the game for the length of time you're playing it. And just for the overall quality it's it's superior it's amazing but it's a lot reminds me a lot of that game um if you put mist and uh firewatch together yeah firewatch, remember yeah. firewatch? Yep. had that kind of jam going on with it too short enough that you can play it in over a few nights i think i beat it in four nights of hour and a half sessions um with some walkthrough assistance because i i just got completely lost yeah. um but yeah it's if you're an adventure gamer like a point and click fan it's kind of got that it, it scratches that itch while there's not as many point and clicks these days. It, it'll get you through. Well, tell me, what would you rank this out of 10? What would you give it? Out of 10? Uh, I'd give it like a good 7. Okay. I'd give it a good 7. And oh. some of that's probably leaning towards the frustration I had with a few of the parts. But that wasn't the game's fault as much as it was mine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, good 7. Okay. All right, good. So, everybody, yeah. go, go check it out if you enjoy that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Friends, that's going to be a show today, and like we do at the end of every show, let's go ahead and clap it out. Now, uh, Steve, you did a wonderful job. Thank you for, for taking the time to hang out with us. 
Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. This was a blast. Good. This was super fun. Yeah, we yeah. had a lot of fun, too. Tell everybody at home uh, what you're up to, what you do, how to reach you. Yeah, sure. So I do a podcast with my my wonderful sister-in-law, Ashley. Uh, we do a show called Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. It's an odd news show, which usually just derails into us just ranting and yelling about things and being funny, or trying to be, anyway. Uh, but you can find that over there at twitch.tv slash TV. Uh, and you can find links to all the stuff I do at legionofdorks.com. Uh, that's what we affectionately call the group of nerds that we hang out with in our Discord. Uh, and uh, you can find me, myself, uh, over there on Twitter at SteveHNH. Uh, I'm, I'm there all the time. I'll way too much. Uh, but you can you can ping me. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's been great getting to know you. And you have been on the Dad Chronicle, as we talked about. Great to have you on this show. Um, and And thanks for being here. Uh, so like we do at the end of this show, we like to do a quick round of goodbyes. First, we'll start with Diddy. Diddy, say so long to everybody. See you later, folks. And Steve? Hey, see you guys. Had fun. All right. And to everybody at home, be good to yourselves. Be good to others. We'll see you next time. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>